Sometimes I get random thoughts that pop them into my head, and those are, are, are almost gifts in a way because they are helping me give you guys examples of the topic I want to talk about. So today, let's, t- let's go back to circa my junior, actually no, probably freshman or sophomore year of high school. When I was a, a freshman or sophomore, one of the two. I took a weight training or physical fitness class, right? Um, I had already done, I think, the prerequisite basic minimum stuff, and your boy was trying to get yoked. And so I took a little fitness class. And in doing so, um, I remember, I think it was like a weight training class, right? There was a, there was a, a weight training class which males used to um, take more than women because, you know, back in the day especially, the mindset was that, if women lift heavy or try to do crazy things with weights, they're going to get really big and manly, right? We know that's not the case anymore, okay? No big deal. But because of that, there was another women's class. I think it was called systematics or something. I don't exactly understand the, the, the convention. But the curriculum was different. It was far more female muscle focused, right? So anyways, that's, that's, that's besides the point. The reason why I bring this up is because we used to work out in, in, a, in a weight room and occasionally these women from the systematics class would come in and, and work out. And I remember um, there was one day in particular that kind of stuck with me and, and that popped into my head the other day was that there was a day where um, I remember girls were working out doing the thing. I don't exactly know what this girl was doing, but she was working out doing her thing. And she just couldn't take the workout. And she had to, like, step out and and throw up. And she did. And we all knew about it. And that, to me, has always been a fascinating situation for a number of different reasons, right? Because if you get to that level, um, you're, you're pushing yourself pretty hard. One could burst this bubble of mine and say, well, maybe she just didn't eat something that, that appeased her. Maybe she was drinking at that age. Who knows, right? And she shouldn't have been working out that hard. Maybe she was dehydrated, right? It could have been any of those things. But with all that being said, I mean, anybody can make excuses for any of those things and probably take the day off. Or if you're dehydrated, uh, maybe not push yourself that hard, whatever. I mean, to go into the level of throwing up in front of your peers at a high school, I mean, you're you're asking for rumors and shit talking you know how kids are let's be honest we all know how kids are we were kids all at some point some of you might still be kids but back to the point you know it made me gave me gave me a little bit of perspective in the in the sense of i've, I've worked out for a long time right i've talked about working out in high school um, i was doing some questionable things prior to high school as far as like working out i say questionable because they're probably not useful and more probably injury provoking but you know i've been working out for a long time and 
you know, through high school, you know, into the college years and now into adulthood, right? I even did jujitsu in the summer here where it gets extremely hot with a gi that's, you know, pound or two worth of heavy material that people grip on, you know, heavy, sweaty people on you. I mean, nauseating, inducing conditions. And I've gotten close. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've gotten close to a point where I felt nauseous and you're like, ooh, you know. But never to that point. And to this day, I think that that memory sticks with me a little bit. And it's helped form a couple of mindsets in my brain. Some of you are getting to know me and know that I would like to think of things in, on like a philosophical, you know, mindset where, where, where I look at scenarios, actions, and I sometimes like to think like, what is the real meaning behind this? Kind of like what people do with movies, right? You watch a movie and it's impactful and you start asking yourself, you know, what was the, what was the, the, the writer trying to convey? What was the message behind it? You know, we, we talk a lot about... Some of these movies are incredibly impactful that talk, they have a message assigned to them. And so I like to do that sometimes with some of the things I experience in life. And sometimes you can get some great things out of doing that, out of that mental exercise. Because whether or not she was sick, whether or not she just pushed herself to a high level, it was still beneficial for me to do this mental gymnastics in my head to come up with maybe a more poetic reason for things happening. So I'll, I'll allude, I'll basically get into that now because I feel like some of you are rolling your eyes by this point in the podcast. I allude a lot to physical fitness stuff because it's very easy to talk about physical fitness. It's a great example for most because it's a tangible thing that you can meter and measure and, and compare and see if you're improving upon or not, whether it's weight loss, whether it's your capacity for running, whether it's your cardiovascular conditioning, whether it's your strength, whatever the metrics are, there's ways to track that, right? And that girl was an eye-opening thing for me because it made me realize that those little voices that creep into your head that tell you like, oh no, this hurts, oh no, that you're going to injure yourself. Oh no, this is hard. Oh no, I can't breathe. Like those little those little voices that I like I like to call them very choice words in my own head. Those little voices that pop into your head come far before you're ready to quit. Before your body is ready to quit. Those little voices creep in depending on who you are, probably extremely early, within 40% of your true capacity. And maybe even earlier for some of you. Those voices, a lot of times, I would imagine, are probably some sort of defense mechanism. Maybe some sort of biological, you know, thing to save you in case you're doing something that would kill you, right? But those things impede your performance. Those things impede your ability to improve upon yourself. Because it is always easier to do the easiest thing. No duh, right? But think about that statement. It's always easier to stop working out. It's always easier to stop yourself from working hard and breaking a sweat or breaking your PR. It's always easier to stop before you really start getting those chest pains from running. It's always easier to do the, the easy thing. But the easy thing is never the best thing for you. We've talked about this on other podcasts before where I talked about how the things you'll remember the most in your life at the end of your life 
are not the things that came easy to you. It won't be the million of Amazon, a million Amazon deliveries you received and the excitement you got for about 20 minutes after you opened up that box. You won't remember those at all. The things you remember are the difficult things that you survived and the difficult things that you got past and didn't think you'd be able to do. The projects or the heartache or the difficult traumas. Those are the things you're going to treasure the most because you did it. You did things that maybe other people couldn't do. You did things that were hard at the time. You did things that tested you and showed you who you were. Those are the things you'll remember. And of course, there's some beautiful memories in there, right? Getting married, having kids, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying in that is saying that some of the things that, that question you and your abilities and who you are and, and maybe improved upon all those things are the things you'll remember. And so going back to our, our discussion about these little voices in your head, no matter how much you try, I would imagine those are always going to be there. The goal is always to get past that, ignore the voices and continue to do your thing, right? Because let's pretend that there are two twin brothers or sisters, whatever you want to think. This is an imaginary scenario. Let's pretend there's two brothers and sisters genetically equal that start at the same fitness level and both start running track, right? The first brother or sister, A, let's call them A, A is making the run. And A starts getting those little voices in their head and says, oh, I can't do it. I'm tired. My legs are hurting. I'm getting cramps. And they just stop. And B continues. And B gets a time. The next time they do it, A does the same thing. B pushes, gets a better time. Well, if we continue along this path, B person is going to be exponentially better than A very quickly. Very quickly they will surpass their sibling with the same genetic makeup and the same possibilities for, for um, improvement. And it's an exponential increase. It's not a, oh, a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm talking about exponential, especially when you're a person that feeds into that quitting mindset quickly. And so in a fitness, physical fitness realm, I would say to you, all of you listening, is that how much are you leaving on the table? With all that, let me have a little caveat in here. When we're talking specifically about physical fitness, you need to learn the difference between injury and discomfort and pain and, and just, you know, the lactic acid buildup and soreness and whatever. There's big differences between those things. And the faster you learn those things, the faster you can start putting these red flags in your head when it's injury-provoking and, and stop because you don't want to go past an injury, right? You don't want to keep going when you're, you're teetering on that, that injury peak. But I digress. Let's get back to the topic. That's just a little extra tip. So some of you are probably like by now rolling your eyes because I always use these, these fitness analogies, right? And that's just, like I said before, because they're easy. They're easy analogies that everybody understands. To a certain degree, if you're in first world country, you likely have had a physical fitness class. And so you understand some of these concepts. It's not alien to you. 
And so it's easy for me to make these analogies because analogies are something we can all get behind. If I give you my examples on life all the time, you'll never connect with them because they're my experiences in life. They're not necessarily yours. But we all have probably run in our lives and remember the feeling of it hurting or not feeling great. And when it comes to physical fitness, it feels like a lot of the time the sky is the limit. When you compare what you're doing on an on a, on a enthusiast level compared to what somebody's doing on a professional level, you are nowhere near. And I'm willing to put money on that. Because if you think you're a great runner and you can run a, a blank mile, well, what about these people that are running those super hyper-endurance races that are like 50-plus miles? Can you do that? Can you even attempt to do that? Right? And I'm not saying you need to be like the best. What I'm saying is that there's always more in the tank. And that is the topic of today's discussion. Because even if we're not talking about physical fitness, because once again, that's an analogy for the point I'm trying to make. If we are not talking about physical fitness, replace physical fitness analogy with life. If you're, if you're not attempting to do things in life, if you're quitting too early in life, if you're not doing what you need to do because you're, it just seems too hard, then you're leaving a lot on the table. We talked about that on a previous podcast. Leaving a lot on the table is it's something that will eat up at you. It's something that will eat up on you at you because you feel like you didn't accomplish things. You didn't get what you could have done. You start realizing wasted potential. You start realizing <clears throat> that you had the ability to do these things. You just never did them. The, the, the what if will always hurt you more than the failed attempt. But if we're not talking about physical fitness, we're talking about everything in life. We're talking about your ability to try these things that you've always wanted to try, whether it's ask out that girl or guy, whether it's trying a new career path, whether it's trying to, you know, achieve a new college degree, whatever it is. If you're not attempting it, you're leaving things on the table. And the lesson I would say, or the lesson I would have you think about and have in the back of your mind, especially if you're doing physical fitness things, is the lesson that I learned with this woman is that ultimately there's always more in the tank. As much as you think you're tired or exhausted or you can't do any more or life is stressing you out or you can't handle this anymore because of this bill or you can't handle the anxiety and stress of school or your bullies or your peer groups or the drama at work or your family drama, there's always more. You can always do more, you can always take more, you can always get more done, you can always accomplish more. There is always more. It's all about how you wrap your mind about the situation. You have to wrap your mind in a situation where you are somewhat comfortable with the uncomfortable and you plow forward, get to a point where you can mentally wind down a second and keep going whether you're doing this on the track you're four fifth mile in into a, a marathon and you get into that groove or whether this is you continuing to go for a master's degree and you finished your bachelor's and you want to take you know a breathing weekend to, to burn off some steam and hit, hit the books again whatever it is 
There is always more. Because if you've never gotten to the proverbial example of throwing up, you're nowhere near your limit. And when I tell you that those little, those little voices creep into your head, 40% of your potential, and you quit at 40% of your potential, you will never reach 100%. There is always more. So keep going. We'll talk to you guys next week.